0: On this episode of Post Game Shake, we dive into the concept of farewell tours, Alex Ovechkin's hot streak, late season woes for the Rams and Pats, and how would we do playing high school sports.
1: Season two, episode six. We've got a great show for you today. Muzzy, how are you? I'm doing great. How are
0: you, Timmy? I'm doing great. Let's go. Uh, So Timmy had his... Christmas party this weekend, uh, yes. and we had our first official post game shake poll on our Instagram page. The results are in. Did you wear the sweater? I did. You did wear the sweater. I did, but so, I had like a,
1: I had like a jacket on, and I like was kind of taking it off. And yeah, okay, I was because I was the results of, were kind of, overwhelmingly that people wanted to see you wear the sweater, and that gave me that gave me the confidence that I needed to to even wear it in general. If if it wasn't overwhelming, I wouldn't have even worn it at all.
0: Okay, great. Um, Also, I'm confused because you were in D.C. this weekend.
1: Was that a separate party? So we had like a we had a office thing with like just just my office um, last week before. And then we did a like legit complete company thing in in D.C. Gala, black tie, big, big dick stuff.
0: Okay, cool. And did you get any good comments on the sweater or did you kind of like hide it under the jacket? I was,
1: I was, I got a couple of good comments of people who like know knew the office, but like when mm-hmm. when it went, some people's like, oh, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, it's from a show, and I kind of <laughs> yeah,
2: from,
0: right. you uh, got to know your audience. Own. Like your audience yeah. is people are people that know the show, exactly. And so. if they know the show, then good for them, and they'll appreciate
1: it. If not, then it's like, yeah, it's from a TV show. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you're kind of dead to me already. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel that. So um, the first big topic we want to talk about today is the idea of these farewell tours. Um, these farewell tours are something that's been kind of picking up steam recently. Um, you know, season long retirement tours of like Marion Rivera, Derek Jeter, Kobe Bryant. If they've proven anything, it's that, you know, we've already seen enough of, of, of these athletes over the past 20 years. You know, these guys don't need more gifts. They don't need to be showered with more attention. I, I just think it says a lot about these players, in my opinion, and, yeah, some of them can't go out on their own terms. And, and there's something to be said for, for knowing when things are going to come to an end. But, I mean, in my opinion, these farewell tours are stupid. Yeah, and you're not going to get much of an argument from me.
0: Um, who, whose was the first one that was, like, huge? Was that Rivera? Was that, like, Jeter maybe? I think, it was, I think it was Mariano, yeah. And they were just, like, everybody was just every, like, the last time he was at every stadium, they were, like, giving him a new gift. And it was just so bizarre to me. And I I respect Rivera just like I respect Jeter, um, and I think Jeter has more probably of like a complex, like an ego. Um, and I think like what you were saying, it says a lot about the person where they announced that like this is my farewell tour, and it's like, do you th- like do you think you're bigger than
1: the game? That that bothers me. Yeah, it bothers me a lot too. And there's a lot of there's a lot of well known superstar athletes that could have done farewell tours a la Tim Duncan, Peyton Manning, that probably knew their careers were coming to an end mm-hmm. and the Spurs, all Tim Duncan wanted the Spurs to do was just release a press release saying, Hey, Tim Duncan's retiring. And that's all that happened. And that's, that. that's all he wanted. And that, that says a lot about these, about those two athletes. And I, I think it's, it's a reason why I like those two guys in general, just because they're, they're, they're full class. They do it the right way, in my opinion. And I think when it comes down to it, if you're a star player for, Say you're Derek Jeter. I wouldn't have wanted my last games in Fenway to be cheered for. I would have wanted to be booed because Absolutely. that's like how your entire career was, right?
0: My favorite game of all time was in high school. We played against the team in the Eastern Conference Finals. And the kids, the, the other school fans were unbelievable, dude. I got ripped the entire game. Like, yelled at about my family. Like, it was insane. And, I, and you got you love it. Like, that's what you play for. You don't want to... Like if you're Derek Jeter, right? Like what you said, you want to walk out to Fenway Park to cheers. I, that's not what you're. You're a Yankee. You want to. I feel like you you want to be hated, and that's the best way to leave that stadium.
1: Yeah, and you and you know the other players in their team, like Dave Ortiz respects Derek Jeter, and vice versa. But the same thing was happened with Ortiz a couple of years ago. It's like you're in Yankee Stadium, and they're giving you like a portrait of yourself hitting a home run. It's like this is, this is <laughs> weird. Weird, first of all. Yeah. Second I of agree. all, like I mean, it, it just. Anyway, I think, I think we can, we can obviously agree, agree that they're a little nauseating and a great point you made about, do you think you're bigger than the game? Like you're not bigger than the game. No one is Mm -hmm. just, no, this hasn't been happening for, for a very long time. And I I really hope that doesn't continue with steam. So like for Ortiz, Ortiz said that it was,
0: that 2016 was his final year. Um, and then he said, he later said that he regretted saying that. Yeah. Uh, it is kind of a fine line, though, I, I think where I think people have seen the farewell tour and they're like, OK, we don't want to do this. Or maybe some people do. But I, there is something to be said for knowing that it's the last time you're going to see a player play. So I don't really know how you go about it, like especially if you're a big name guy at the end of a contract and people are always in your grill and they're like, how long are you going to play for? Does it get to a point where you're like, yeah, this is probably my last year? And then, how do you avoid a farewell tour? I think that there's something. It is kind of a tough little predicament, um, and I don't know the, what the answer to that is.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's a good, another good, good contradicting, contradictory point. Is that yeah, the fans would want to see you know Ortiz play. Um, if you're you know a Royal fan, they're playing in Kansas City. That would be the last time you get to you know see Ortiz play conceivably, right? So that could be mm-hmm. a good a good rebuttal. But I, I just. Maybe there's a way that they can do it and be like, hey, don't don't make a big deal of it. Like I'm just going to go into your city and, and play. You know, and if 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 the fans decide to cheer me, then I guess they decide to cheer me. But I think I think all in all, they they they're getting a little out of hand. And I yeah, yeah I think he do, I think he does regret regret doing it now. And
0: almost to backtrack on what I said before, if if it's nothing but a standing ovation as the player leaves the field for his last time, okay, I'm. But the gifts and everything on top of that is what drove me crazy with that stuff. And I think that people recognize that. So I don't know if we're going to see any more of it going forward, but I'm not really sure. I I do hope that it's something that kind of stays intact or, you know, kind of under wraps
1: that it's, it's not overblown. Yeah, I agree. Talking about um, staying intact is Alex Ovechkin of the, what the Washington capitals, a quick transition there um, Mm -hmm. to the NHL and, just a couple a couple quick things on, on Ovechkin. He's fucking hot as a pistol right now. Oh, yeah. He's, he, they're, they're playing the Penguins. It's um, 0-0 right now, but in his, in his past, like, 10, two, two to three weeks, he's just been on fire. He's, he had back-to-back hat-tricks last week. He became the 14th player ever to have back-to-back hat-tricks more than once in his career. He scored 25 goals in his first 30 games, the most of his career, beating his previous mark of 22 back in 2014. Right now, he's leading the league with 29 goals, and with one more, he'll become the only sec- the only player, except for Mike Gartner, to score 14, score 30 goals. Sorry, to score 30 goals in his 14 first seasons in the NHL. I butchered mm-hmm. that so badly, but no, it's okay. You guys, yeah. you, you guys get what I'm saying. Um, he's he's doing it, and especially after a summer where he's just going crazy, drinking his face off. According to his teammates, he came in in the best shape of his life. How, how, how's that possible?
0: <laughs> he's like Phil Kessel, except he actually looks shredded too, yeah yeah i I mean, do you think what do you think do you think is he going to get to gretzky's goals um his- uh, Gretzky's goal record? I know there's a lot of I, talk about he's like the one guy that might be able to do it. He's still got i don't know two hundred and fifty more to go, two hundred and fifty yeah. plus, but
1: yeah shout out shout out to 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 spin chick to kind of brought up that that um butcher Grass is always tweeting about every time he scores a goal, like you know. What he's thinking about the record, and and he's saying if he can if he can stay healthy and play a handful of more games up until his, his age forty season, and if he he doesn't have to stay on this pace, I mean, God forbid he's he's on a, a quicker pace than he has been ever in his career, and I, I'm I'm assuming it's going to slow down, but I, I hope it doesn't. I hope he scores, you know, he's on pace for I think like seventy three or seventy two. I hope he scores seventy two. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we'll get there only because. The same reasoning I have for certain players, like Peyton Manning eventually is kind of falling off. The same thing I think is gonna to happen to Tom Brady. You're just gonna have one nagging injury or something and or something's gonna happen and then it's just gonna slow down and then eventually it's just gonna kinda of fall off a cliff. Now, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope he plays so he's forty and, and does the whole Yager thing and he's still ripping one timers on the power play, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, I do too. I think it's a pretty tough number to reach, but the guy's doing awesome.
1: He is. Um the other the other um stat points that we have is uh, is Mika Ronson, um, leading the league right now in points. He was also on his own 14-game points streak before it was snapped on Monday night against the Islanders. Um, him and his lineman Nathan McKinnon lead the league right now with 56 and 53 points. They um, are the first pair of teammates to be the first to reach 50 points in the season since Evgeny Malkin and Sidney Crosby did that back in 2008 and only the fifth pair of teammates to ever do it. And there was a stat, and I wish I had it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm being um, nerds, that guy, but of all of of all of um, Nathan McKinnon's goals, I think Rontanen has assisted on every one, but like two, and and vice versa. Same with like all Rontanen's goals, McKinnon's assisted on all of them, but one or two. So they're they're obviously helping each other out. They probably wouldn't have this point output if they weren't playing together. You're but, talking about um, this year, right? This year, exactly. Obviously. This year, okay. so that's, um, that's yeah. So they're they're also hot, and um, this is your we'll team. See.
0: This is Timmy's team. Colorado is. Uh... Believe it or not, Timmy. uh Timmy, Ravens fan, Cleveland Indians fan, is also Timmy, Colorado Avalanche fan. So, hey, I'm not.
1: I'm not discriminating against anybody. they were my first. I don't know why they're my first team that I root for, but I haven't haven't changed since I was eight years old. So
0: mm-hmm. every ever since you got that Colorado Avalanche trash can. Yep. Wow. Look at you. Look at yeah. you.
1: Knowing knowing the fun facts. So what of my best life. friends do, baby. Yeah, baby. You know it. Um, love that. So, uh, yeah, I a little, a little quick shout out to, uh, the, the two best, best players on the abs. Um, moving along to some sad news flyers fired Dave Haxtell on Monday, making it the fifth mid season firing the season. Um, the answer is a league where mid season firings and, and subsequent hirings have been successful in the past. What do you, what do you think about, about the idea of, of, of firing a, a coach midseason?
0: I personally love it. I think it's a great move. Um, before I get started on that, quickly, kind of random. I get Hackstall and and Hexstall Hex. <laughs> the the fact that those guys were in the same organization that what is it, Ron Hextall. Oh, dude, I'm all messed up. Ron Hexstall and Dave Hackstall and Dave Hackstall. Like they were talking about how Hackstall was being fired. I was like, didn't they already fire Hackstall? Like I was listening to it on the radio, and then I realized that Hackstall is the name of their coach. Um, but yeah. I'm all all 100% on board for firing your coach midseason if that's the way that your season's trending. Um I I just for me personally, I mean I've seen coaches lose the room. Um and so like for for me and my experience with, in the ECHL, um one of our coaches at the beginning of the year last year kind of lost the room for a little bit. Um and it was kind it was a really tough time for us. we ended up liking the guy and he came around and stuff, but I can definitely see, especially at the NHL level, if you're losing the room with a bunch of $5 million guys like, it's really tough to get that back with a bunch of guys that probably think that they can do your job better anyway, that they know more about the game. Yeah. I I don't see any, I don't see any reason why you don't rip the bandaid off and find somebody that's going to come in and is going to command the room and have them playing the way that the organization wants the team to be playing because every team wants an identity. And if that coach isn't coaching it, or in whatever way, bringing those guys together to play that way, then it's just it doesn't work. So I, the earlier that it can be done, the better. I don't. You, I, do you agree?
1: I do. I think. I think different sports are are different in this regard. The NFL. I don't think. I don't think a, a midseason firing is necessarily the the best thing. Now, every situation is different. So if we're bringing up the Packers, I think they did it. Um, to maybe get a head start on getting the first first possible um, best candidate in there, so our team doesn't doesn't necessarily steal that that head coach before they are, they're able to hire him in the off season. When it comes to hockey, the season is so long. Teams teams have so many more games to play. If you do it early enough. I mean, teams can rebound and, and get hot. I mean, the Penguins in 2009 and 2016 both won the Cup with mid-season firings and subsequent hirings with Dan Bylsma and Mike Sullivan. The Kings did it in 2012 with Daryl Sutter, and the Flyers in 2010 got to the Cup with, with Peter Laviolette. I don't know if the Flyers are going to get back to the Cup final. Um, yeah. But in, in all these years, these teams are obviously not not playing that great. Now the Flyers are in last place, or I think in the in the cellar in the East um the kings were an eight seed when they won the cup um that season so it's 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 not like these things can't happen now will it happen this season with the flyers no but there's so much time left i think in mid firing like you're saying lose the room get a new face in there players will will you know adapt and and change you know change maybe they're excited to come to the rink again you you have, you have no idea yeah. but I, I think it's it's we can't question them because there's so many so much time left. And if you're losing the room now, like, what's it, is it going to get better? Probably not. Yeah. Luckily for you guys, it, it got a better last season.
0: Yeah. And, and we actually, yeah, we ended up uh, going on a little bit of a run. We didn't make the playoffs. But things got better. Uh, we didn't make a coaching change. It was just kind of a culture change within our team. But I can see how that coaching change brings a culture change. And guys are excited. Guys are – I think it gives chance. I think especially it gives everybody in the locker room a chance – to almost prove that it was that guy's fault that like when you bring in a new coach, it's like, wow, we can show that that guy was the problem. It wasn't us. Now we're playing great without him. And all of a sudden, like in the Browns case, it's like, holy shit, Hugh Jackson was holding back the Cleveland Browns organization so much that when, as soon as he was gone, that they got better. And the same thing with a hockey team now where, you know, with the teams that you listed, those teams went on playoff cup runs like playoff cup (laughs) stanley cup playoff runs there it is yeah thanks appreciate it um and with that being said on on top of all that they also just brought up carter hart who is like the uh number one goalie prospect pretty much in the world right now uh 20 year old from canada who's been who killed it in the whl um and got his first win last night as a member of the flyers in his first start so it's a whole
1: it's a whole movement for them yeah, one of the youngest, one of the youngest goalies ever to get to get his first uh, first career win uh, between the pipes. So yeah, good for them. Um, we'll see. We'll see how things how things shake up. Um, no no plan intended on um, on the coaching change and the general manager <laughs> change. So um, another team that made a made a mid season coaching change is the Edmonton Oilers. They um, fired Tom McClone and hired Ken Hitchcock. And ever since Ken Hitchcock took over, Connor McDavid's playing an average twenty three minutes and nineteen seconds a night. That's a ton of minutes. Play why not? He said he said they might use him up to 25 minutes a game, and why not? Right, he's he's the best skater in the NHL. He can he can do it. Um, is it sustainable? Obviously not. They need they need more depth. They need more scoring. Um, but for the time being, if if you need to get in the playoffs and you need to save your job, why not play your best player 24 25 minutes? And that's what they're doing. And um, they've been they've been playing better since Hichak got you know got hired and and took over. So we'll see we'll see what happens there.
0: Yeah, it should be interesting to see how things. Shake out. Uh, Hey, 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 hey. I love that. Okay. Um, So, yeah, we're going to move on from that, right? We're going to start talking about college football players skipping bowl games. This is a big-time topic. Um, People are very torn on it. Uh, Timmy, I want to know what you think. I don't think we really disagree with each other, uh, but I would love to hear what you have to say.
1: I honestly honestly was – obviously, both of us playing college hockey. I think we were both extremely team-first people. Um, unselfish. We we want to, you know, what's best for the team. And I think it was a little short-sighted, at least on my end, of thinking, like, wow, these guys are being so selfish They're doing this, blah, blah, blah. But these guys have way more to look forward to in their life. And when I think about it, they're not, like, skipping out on a championship game. They're skipping out on a bowl game. They're skipping out on the Outback Bowl. I mean, the four things that I... four, four teams that are... Players are doing it from from teams like Michigan, Houston, LSU, Iowa—all teams that are not going to win a national championship this year. And three of those four players are projected to be first-round picks. Now, the last pick in the first round, on average, has gotten a four-year deal worth eight and a half million. Seven million of that is guaranteed. So you just got to get—you just got to get to that day—and you have seven million dollars in your in your pocket. Obviously, you're in to tax, blah blah blah, whatever. But you got to get to that day. And if you're a first-round pick, it can make a huge difference. Now, a couple players that have done that have done. Um, the opposite, and have played in their bowl games, and gotten hurt, and have killed their draft stocker, Jalen Smith, and Jake Butt. The worst of it being, Jake Butt was projected to be a second round pick in his in his draft year. I think it was 20, 2016. He ended up tearing his ACL in a bowl game, and he ended up signing a deal worth two and a half million dollars, three hundred thousand guaranteed. If he was a second round draft pick, he would have gotten four and a half million guaranteed. It's a huge financial Jesus. incentive. Huge financial incentive to not play your bowl game, and I know it's, it's a fluke of some of these injuries, but, I mean, Jake Butt couldn't play his entire rookie season because he was rehabbing from his knee injury. Now, I know $2.5 sounds like a lot of money, but he can get cut tomorrow, and he's only guaranteed $300,000, and essentially all that hard work and all of his athleticism has gone to nothing.
0: Yeah, I completely am on board with you, man. I, I mean, if it's the national championship game, you, I think he better be playing. Whether whether you care about your team or not, I mean that's got it. That's the pinnacle of sports to your point in life. Like if if you're skipping out on the national championship game, reevaluate what you're doing. But other than that, if it's exactly what you said, if it's some stupid bowl game and you're some a player that's you know gonna go in the first, second, third round, or even think you're gonna be drafted at all, highly highly drafted. We'll stick with. Dude, there's just too much money on the line, man, to do that for to play for a school that doesn't pay you. And we've talked a little bit in the past about schools being able to pay their players. And it's an NCAA thing, not a school thing. But you don't really owe them anything. They gave you a free education. That's probably, like, the first four games of their freshman year. That's, like, what it's worth to them. And then for the rest of the time, you're basically playing for free. Dude, you got to do what's best for you, best for your family. Like, if you have the opportunity to get $5 million guaranteed, you can buy your parents a new house, you can buy yourself a new
1: house, your kids are set for life. Like, there's no reason to be playing in that game. And it's 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 funny too. I I love the um. I love how how some certain players their draft stock will go down when they run a slow forty or they'll they don't bench press enough or they don't have a vertical jump. Well, their stock especially goes down when they tear their ACL and they can't play in in mini camp or run run at the combine or do their pro. Oh, day. shit! I mean, yeah. it's it's you're already at a disadvantage coming into the NFL as a rookie just because you're a rookie and everybody else is. It's a freaking man's game, but to come in with a torn ACL and you're you're rehabbing and everything coming into that situation you know coming off an injury is 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 not what you want to do and then let alone all the money and financial incentives included in that i just i just think you're taking too big of a risk so yeah man yeah so we're on the same page and all four of those guys skipping those ball games hey do you man look out the other the other thing is no one's looking out for you except for you so you got you got to look out for number one right so um damn right to piggyback that into the actual nfl um, a couple teams that are that are reeling right now, and I want to start with the Rams. Should the Rams be worried going into the postseason? I think yes. I I think they're
0: um, – uh, who did they – oh, my God. Who did they lose? Who was the wide receiver they lost? Uh, Why Cooper I, Cup. Cooper Cup, sorry. Ever since Cooper Cup's gotten hurt, they're not as explosive. Kind of the same thing uh, with the Chiefs and how when they lost Kareem Hunt. Um, I think – it's, and you see the Jared Goff of two years ago. And you wonder if that if Jared Goff is more of a system quarterback or if he's this electric player that's going to bring them back. I don't know. For me, I just think they look human. Uh, Todd Gurley's looked human. And I would be worried if I was a Rams fan, if I was on the Rams. I'm, I am worried about that team, yeah.
1: I agree. I, they've lost three straight. I'm worried about them. They didn't look good in any of those games. Lions, um, sorry, um, Bears. And uh and Eagles especially especially at home they were six and zero at home they averaged over four hundred and seventy yards on offense and thirty seven points per game at home and they look pretty, pretty pedestrian against an Eagles team that's been underachieving all year. Um, teams are finally starting to double team Aaron Donald like hallelujah like it, it, it took us that long to to double team the best player on the field and they're and they're not and they're not you know biting on play action and then all of a sudden Jared Goff doesn't look like an MVP anymore. And to your point. <laughs> It's it's like he 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 looks human, but he also looks like a regular quarterback. It's like oh, he's not throwing these twenty yard in route patterns to wide open receivers anymore. He's got to like fit these throws in. He's throwing interceptions and he's getting some pressure on him. And he, it's not as easy anymore. And it's interesting because of how dominant they were early in the season. And the NFL is a league where you you watch film, you learn, you got to continue to adapt, and people are going to copy what works. The Bears, whatever they did, worked. And I'm sure the Eagles took a little bit of their own scheme, but a little bit of the Bears scheme to figure out how to how, how to beat them. And uh, it's not gonna be easy in the playoffs. They gotta get they gotta get to New Orleans, but I think they gotta figure out how to how to start playing better. So I, I would agree. I would be worried about them going into the postseason. Yeah, and then um obviously near and dear
0: to my heart, uh the Patriots as well, not looking too good right now. First First time losing back-to-back games since – oh, my God, I forget what it was. Uh,
1: but it's been a while. And first time first time they've lost back-to-back December games since 2002.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, that's like the Patriots thing. It's like they always start a little bit slow or they've been starting slow lately. It's like – but they'll figure it out and they will be a well-oiled machine by December. And all of a sudden now it's December and they look as bad as they've looked all year. Uh, maybe even worse than they were to start the year. So – as a Patriots fan, I'm definitely worried. Um that the whole like is Tom Brady falling off a cliff thing? Is is age getting to him? I think a little bit of it has to do with injury. Uh and then I don't know. They just it's for whatever reason, the the Josh Gordon thing, I don't know why they're not throwing to him. He had two targets. He had one bad drop, he had a good catch on the other one. Um Edelman had a couple bad drops. At the same time, I, I think that they do figure it out. I think they figure it out more than the Rams. I could be wrong. I don't think that they're a team that's going to bow out. I think they'll end up with a, a wild card. Um, they'll end up in a wild card game. I mean, um, and I, I don't think they're going to bow out there, but it'll be interesting. If they win the Super Bowl, I don't think anybody should be surprised. It's Tom Brady leading the Patriots, and they've played in back to back Super Bowls. If they win the Super Bowl and you're surprised, you're an idiot. But if they don't win the Super Bowl and they don't get there, it's it's a different feel this year. So I, I'm I, definitely I worried think, about
1: it. I think they're that team where if they win the Super Bowl, you're not shocked if they lose in the wildcard round. You're not shocked because right. yeah. recent because of recent games. I think I think to to a certain extent, right, you're you're so People are so picky because of how, how good they've been for a while, and we probably wouldn't be talking about this topic at all if they hadn't have lost to the Dolphins. We'd be giving a ton of credit to how the Steelers played. And, yeah, the, the Patriots didn't play very well. you gotta, you got to give credit to, this, to, to the Steelers' D as well and, and, and how they played. But they've now lost two in a row, like like we said, the first two two-game losing streak in December since 2002. This will be the first time since 2009 they don't win 12 games. And as Hats is going to bring up um, later on in that segment, um, this would be the first time. If everything holds, so they won't have a first-round bye, and things things get a lot harder when you got to play an extra game. We don't have home field throughout or up until the AFC Championship game. I think I am worried about them, but agree with you that I'm not as worried about them as the Rams because they have two games, two guys named Tom and Bill. And yep. I think every team in the league will be watching um, with very wide eyes when the postseason starts to see if this is actually a signal of the end in new England. Now, if they go in the sewer role, people will be like, Oh, maybe it isn't, but um they've lost in the first round before in the playoffs. Obviously not, not, not in a long time. Um But like I said, it, it'll be, it'll be weird to see them bowing out early. I don't think they will, but if they did, I wouldn't be like, Oh wow. Can't believe they lost because there's there'll, there'll be some good teams um in that wild card round in, in both the AFC and NFC. So they're going to yeah. have, they're gonna have to play better than they did against, against the Steelers and the dolphins to win that game. So Um, but a long story short, I think, I think I agree that I, I am, I am more a little worried about the, about the Patriots. Yeah. Um, and then just on top of that, just a little bit is
0: you look at the throw that Brady made on the interception. I don't think he makes that kind of throw again. It's, and then you look at the play where they lost to the dolphins. That doesn't happen. Like it happened, but it doesn't happen. You could easily be looking at this at the very worst. They should be one to one in the last two games as bad Mm -hmm. as they played. And as bad yep. as they played against the Steelers, they could they almost won the game. I mean you look at the film and you hate to critique Brady I hate to critique Brady. I know people love to critique Brady critique Brady. If he hit James White, he had James White wide open on the third and fourth down plays, probably both would have resulted in a first down if not a touchdown i mean it's it's easy to play that game. I'm not saying that they should have won those games, but going forward, I think that they played better, and I think that those kind of shitty little um incidents don't happen so i hope i god i hope that they
1: are a super bowl contending team but yeah a little bit worried so we'll see you can you can definitely look at it look at a glass like nfl absolutely so i think yep. um i think there's there's definitely hope um the last the last nfl topic is something that we've talked about a lot only because of of the financial bet we had like i gotta saying financial because of the bet we had um yep. And that was the Browns um, over under six wins, and they got their sixth win on Saturday night.
0: Damn right they did.
1: And uh,
0: it's it's just a big moral victory for me. I'm I'm not worried about the money, but you do still owe me that fifty dollar Venmo. Yeah, of um, course. <laughs> I've made some dumb bets in the past. I think last year it was I bet you fifty bucks that they would go sixteen and zero. The Patriots would go sixteen and zero, and then I also bet you fifty bucks that it. They would at least go fifteen and one. Um and they went what, thirteen and three? Which so yeah. I wasn't off by that much, but like just a ridiculously stupid <laughs> bet to make with fifty fifty odds.
1: And well, listen, uh, I've I've been I've been making out like a bandit off of you and you always give me shit because I take advantage of you saying, You do take advantage things. of me. You do. But but me me trying to put legitimately your money where your mouth is when you say these dumbass but dumbass um, proclamations about how good the Patriots are it's it's gonna it's gonna come back to haunt you and it had and this is the one where I was I was I was fairly confident I was not as confident as I have been in the past but mm-hmm. actually fired um Hugh Jackson house like this thing is a joke there's no way they're gonna win more than four let alone five games like I've got I've got this in the bag and and Greg Williams has got that team playing playing the way they I guess were expected to play the way you definitely expected them to play um maybe not with Baker but um, yeah they're four and two since Hugh got fired. Um, we mentioned it before. I think he deserves at least at least an interview for that head coaching job. Um, Will like go offensive mind head coach probably just because of of, of the landscape of the league now, but um, they they've figured it out and you know good for them back to your point about they want to make sure that this was this was a Hugh thing, whether it was or not, they have started playing better, and they have proved to the front office there that firing Hugh Jackson was the right call for sure 100 percent.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it at the Spit this summer. The one thing I was worried about was Hugh Jackson. Um, And I've said it before, if you watch HBO Hard Knocks, you're like, holy shit, this guy's an awful head coach. Um, And I was even concerned about Todd Haley taking over because I didn't really like him. I thought he was kind of uh, as bad as Hugh was. He was, you could tell he was kind of encroaching on Hugh's duties and he almost felt like he deserved to be the head coach. So I'm glad they got rid of him too. And then it was like, holy shit, this is happening. Um, so I was more confident when the huge Jackson firing went down. Uh, but, hey, I'm just – I'm happy for the Browns. It's it's nice to have a little more parity in the league. And, uh, I mean, are they
1: technically out of a playoff spot with that – they won, but – Technically, they're not out of a playoff spot. I don't think they need a lot of help. Yeah, they do. Um, they need everything, everything under the sun to go wrong, including I think the Colts and the Titans losing this weekend – and then I think they might need them to tie because they play each other. And then the last week of the season, I don't know that for for sure. Um, but I think um, if they're still in it going into week seventeen, we can definitely bring that up. But I think I think they're holding on to a slim a slim chance of of getting of getting a, a seat at the dance. So
0: yeah, and
1: um, if if you told me
0: we were going to be talking about the Browns' playoff chances in week sixteen, you'd have to say like that's a pretty good turnaround year that we yeah, can even I talk especially- about it.
1: Absolutely, especially uh, after,
0: after the midseason dumpster fire, for sure. So here's what it is. I'll do it real quick. It's, they have to win both their games. Ravens lose to the Chargers. Dolphins lose once. The Colts and Titans lose in Week 16. The Colts and Titans <laughs> tie in Week 17. Um, are they playing each other? Yeah,
1: they, uh, yes okay, they're Okay, so each they, other. they then, tie yeah, in Week 17,
0: made... which is possible. We've seen with the stupid
1: overtime rules of being 10 minutes. Yep. Um, so it's possible. And yeah, because the but Browns unlikely. play the Ra- play the Ravens week seventeen, that would be another loss for them and another win for the Browns. So I I guess that correctly. I didn't even know that. So I mm-hmm. thought it was something obscure that had to happen. And like you said, it, it's 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 gonna happen. Weirder things have happened this season with ties. And, yeah, for sure. And and miracle last-second passes and all, all this kickers missing missing kicks, missing extra points. Um, you told the Panthers return a two point conversion for for a two point score the other night. I mean, yeah, crazy. That was crazy. Crazy's just been happening. So, um, you know, they, they gotta take they gotta take advantage or sorry, take take care of business this weekend and get a win and hope hope that everything goes right for them, and you never know what happens going into week seventeen. So Yeah, and on top um, of that
0: on top of that, it was a not only was it a great week for me because the Browns won their uh, sixth game, but it was fuck. a even better week for me because I beat Tim in fantasy football in our semifinals by like three points, four points. Yeah. Small yeah. margin
1: four four 4.8 points.
0: Yep. It was a weird week for fantasy football all around. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the playoff teams, my situate league. And in our league, it was uh they're very low scoring affairs. Neither one of us broke a hundred, but uh, it came down to
1: the wire and the better team prevailed. So yeah, some, someone said the better team didn't prevail, but um, <laughs> none, nonetheless you um, got the win. And um, so that, that that does it for the season of of the number two seed three seed three seed came on the road and, and beat the number two seed now, obviously mm-hmm. it's nothing nothing in fancy but beat me beat me fair and square and the and the browns and the browns got six wins so i was i was feeling i was feeling a little, <laughs> a little a little a little hurt over the weekend but don't worry i will i will recover um so i think um that does it for n f l talk i think now is um the segment of the show we're gonna bring on um our favorite new new um co-host and slash guest is tim hats so here now is fun facts with tim hats and i
0: think before we are going to kick it to our ad right here we go yep into the ad and then fun facts with tim hats coming at
1: you off we go welcome to another segment of fun facts with tim hats um here with us is is uh, Timmy Hats. How you doing, bud?
2: <laughs> He's not in the thing yet. He hasn't connected yet. <laughs> Should we?
0: Hey, hey what, there he is. What's up, Hats?
2: Hey guys, how are you?
0: <laughs> good. Timmy goes. Timmy goes. Welcome back to another episode with Tim Hats. We're here with our buddy Tim Hats. How you doing? <laughs> and you haven't connected yet. Crickets.
2: That's great. I'm here now. All right. That's well, good. how are you? Good. Good. How are you?
1: Doing great. I'm glad we got to, got to add a little uh, a little humor into our episodes. They were they were lacking a little bit of laughs. So
0: I like. Yeah, that. I know. We're working on that. That <laughs> was, <it>
1: was classic. <laughs> so, um, so what do you have for us today, Timmy?
2: I got uh, I got five fun facts for you. Beautiful. It. Let's hear it. All right. Um, so, Red Sox famous Red Sox player turned the ripe old age of 69 over this last weekend. Oh. And uh, he was also the Ed guy. In left- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, also the guy in left field who dove over the wall trying to catch Hank Aaron's record-breaking home run in 1974. Oh, you know who he is? Okay, so he, so, so he's a Red Sox player. Yes. Oh man, he was not on the Red Sox when Hank Aaron hit. Okay, run. I was gonna say. All right.
1: Don't act like you know anything about that. <laughs> yeah. I- you don't even know what team Mike Trout played for. don't think you're gonna know what, what, what who this guy what is. What do you mean he plays for the be- Angels?
0: There we go. <laughs> all right, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good with that that time era. <laughs> <laughs> and the sport
1: in general.
2: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Who was it, Hats? Bill Buckner.
1: What?
0: Yeah. Whoa. First baseman, Billy Buckner?
2: Yeah, he, he had a bad injury in the mid-70s and fucked up his ankle. So he got confined to being a DH for playing first. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So
0: he's not only was he the guy that let the ground ball go through his legs to lose whatever that was. The pennant? Was that the pennant? Well, that, no, that was Series? the World Series. I'm just digging myself a hole here. <laughs> yeah, um, really are. It was against the Mets, though, right? Yeah. Okay, I know what I'm talking Yes. About. Kind of, yeah, but sure he's also he, yep. he also dove into the over the fence to try to catch Hank Aaron's ball.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he dove over the fence, but he got close to he was definitely like half and half, like on both sides of the fences. But yeah, trying to catch Hank Aaron's ball.
1: What a career and butterfly effect! Imagine if the ball never went or so imagine if he never got hurt and then he never played first and the ball never went through his legs. Oh who my knows, god, who, who knows what would have happened in the, in the 2000s and 2010s, you know, if, if that didn't happen.
2: Yeah, right. You don't know, win any more World Series because got the monkey off their back. Butterfly effect, am I right, Moz?
0: I'm all about the butterfly effect, but I will take the three that they have now. In wait, four. They have four now in the uh, 21st century. I'll take those four.
1: Yeah,
2: sure yeah. you will. All right, what's next? Tats. Next one um, today, December 19th. 101 years ago today was the first NHL game. There's two games actually.
1: Wow, on on this day today,
2: on this exact day, so wow, so awesome.
0: today being the nineteenth, when by the time people listen to this, it'll be the twentieth. But still, yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, as we're recording, no, that's great. I love that. Um, so the one you thing wanna... I do, you guys understand, I, I get confused. So the first NHL game, they they talk about the original six. Yes, is the first NHL game. It was those six teams.
2: No, there's okay. only.
0: This is where I get all messed up, and I don't sure. know if you you understand it completely. There's but
2: a few of the, I have a little bit of an understanding. So there is four teams in the league in the nineteen seventeen eighteen season, which is the first mm-hmm. season. There's actually like three and a half teams. It sounds, okay, it's how there was the Montreal Canadiens, who are the same team today. There was um, the Ottawa Senators, who are not the same Ottawa Senators as today. And then there's the there was a Toronto Hockey Club, and then they eventually became the Maple Leafs. And there's a fourth team called the Montreal Wanderers. And in the middle of this inaugural season, their stadium burned down, and oh, their team, was, that was that. I mean, you have <laughs> to think that they, the Canadians were like the French-Canadian team of Montreal, and the Wanderers were like English-speaking team. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think that divide was probably bigger 100 years ago than it is today. Right. So, but they played in different arenas, different arenas too. Yeah. Okay.
1: Wow. That's wild. imagine a franchise ending today. This is going to sound kind of horrendous, and so just bear with me here. But imagine a franchise just going funk because the stadium burned down. They're just like, ah, uh, all right, we're going to anywhere to play anymore. We're just gonna, we're just gonna say, fuck it. Yeah. And stop.
2: Was that the end of them forever? That was the end of them forever. <laughs> there was a new Montreal, like English-speaking team called the Maroons that popped up. Yeah. Um. Shortly thereafter. But they could never acquire the night the rights to the same name. They went defunct, probably in the late 30s, early 40s, at some point. Man, and so that's when everything
0: was made out of wood, though. Like I, it's crazy to think because that really couldn't happen. Everything's
2: steel and concrete. Yeah, man, old that's school.
1: so crazy. Well, man. All right, yeah. um, number three. What's up next?
2: Number three. Um, so, you guys have probably already talked about this, or will talk about it, but. The Steelers beat the Patriots this year – or this last week. um, And they Mm -hmm. now have eight wins on the season, which means that Ben Roethlisberger in his 15 NFL seasons has never had a losing season. Wow. He's been no worse than 8-8. and It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, I
0: wonder how many quarterbacks retire with that kind of
2: claim to fame. Yeah, I mean, not many. I mean, Tom Brady – the only losing season Tom Brady's had, and this is really isn't on Tom Brady, was his rookie year in which he threw three passes.
0: Yeah, well, was, that was his rookie year when he won, when they won the Super Bowl, right? No, is that, that was
2: that. I think that was his second year, but that was his first year actually playing. Year. So it was like his first year didn't count as, as his real rookie year. Yeah.
1: Okay. Ben Roethlisberger went. I got he went, you. He went fifteen one as his rookie year, and they yeah. made the AUC championship game. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. and he was he was playing too. That's yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah. What year was
1: Ben Roethlisberger a rookie? Oh, four. Same, yeah, yeah same year as River, River, so. Rivers and and Manning. Okay, they're on. They were on the same draft.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. That's a pretty legit draft. Yeah, yeah. Quality, yeah but... pretty legit. Um, wow, that's that's interesting. All right, what's uh, what's up next? Uh, next, the Patriots have never gone in the Super Bowl. Without a first round buy in the Brady Belichick era, and right now they're currently the three c and do not control their own destiny. Yeah, so that hurts. I'm not gonna. I think the Patriots have gone every AFC Championship game since 2011. That's crazy. I this, That's wild. They haven't been a wild card team since I think 2009. Was that the year they lost to the Ravens?
1: <laughs>
2: was it? They got
1: blown. No, was that the year they lost to the Ravens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they weren't the wild card team and they played in the wild card round and they got yeah.
2: Correct. destroyed.
1: Yeah. First play of the game, Ray Rice, 80 yard touchdown. Good old Ray Rice. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was going to say too about, um, oh, I just forgot. I lost my train of thought about the Patriots. Uh, I'll think were about you, fuck what it. What were you going to say how good they are or like how great Tom Brady is? Was it something like that? No. I was going to say that we're going to, we're going to talk about uh, the Patriots in the, in the playoff race, I think, later on the show, but I had I had something I wanted to add, but whatever. You guys, you guys you yeah, keep we'll,
0: going. Yeah, we'll come back to it if you think yeah. of it. Yeah, comes back to yeah. your chip yeah. in.
1: Yeah, I'll think
2: of it. Last, out, so. last fun fact, um, the Chargers beat the Chiefs last Thursday and clinched their uh, their playoff berth. This is the first time L.A. has had two NFL playoff teams since 1985. Huh. huh. Has had,
0: wait, wait. Ha, I'm sorry. Has had two NFL playoff teams?
2: Yes, yes, yes. They had two teams back then. They had two teams back then. They went okay. from two to zero. Do you know quickly. why Mo, did they you do they do that? Who, why can't they, do do they just know, have Do one you know team?
1: who the do you know who the two LA teams were back then, Muzz?
2: Um,
0: no. If you say it, I'll probably know it. Uh, I'm, assuming, the, I'm assuming the Raiders. That's
1: nuts. Raiders is one. Yeah, Raiders. Is one, and yeah. um, the other one's pretty uh, pretty easy. The Chargers, Rams.
0: <laughs> oh, really? It was the Rams. All right. I was yeah. gonna yeah. say
2: Rams, and then I was they like, both. They both lost to the the Rams. Lost to the Bears, and the Raiders lost to the Pats in the playoffs. And those teams played in the Super Bowl that year. Oh, interesting. You know who won that Super Bowl? Who who were who the two teams? Pats and Bears. Oh, Bears
1: destroyed them. Yeah, <laughs> that was that, was, that was the year the fridge ran that. Touchdown from one yard line. Was that yeah. during the Bears? Like, didn't they have a ridiculous run there? Defense, yeah. Is 80, that
2: eighty-five? Eighty-five Bears, zero shuffle.
1: The yeah. Bears, Oof.
2: Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, Mike Ditka. They don't da make Bears, defenses the like the they do,
0: like you know, they, like they did back then.
2: It's just not no, the same.
1: Don't. So I remember what I was going to say. Um, regarding it is regarding the Patriots, but it's also just regarding the AFC as a whole since um, two thousand and two, I think, is the year. There's only been four quarterbacks who represent the AFC in the Super Bowl: Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Roethlisberger, and Flacco. I know we mentioned that like four or five episodes ago, but since we're bringing mm-hmm. up about them making it to this to the AFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, pretty crazy. And one of those guys has retired, and the other one looks like he's not gonna be going to the Super Bowl anytime soon. in Flacco, so it's kind of down to Big Ben or uh, or Brady to keep this Yeah. Going. But at the yeah. same
0: time, the Ravens could make the playoffs, and he—you never know. Flacco could take yeah. a, a snap or a handful of, you know, series. I'm, I'm with
2: Muzz on that one. Like that's three out of six teams in this year if everything holds, or like
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. It like, is. It's funny to see that continued
1: dominance there. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. So I know yeah. it's uh. So anyway, and that's yeah, since 2002, I think so. That was or it's 2003. Got just two thousand, the two thousand one season, the year in between right, the right. Patriots' three Super Bowls, um, Rich, Gann. Rich
0: yeah. You want to two thousand three, dude? It drives yes. me crazy. They talk about the so if you win the Super Bowl in two thousand two, you're winning the two thousand one
1: Super Bowl, yeah, right?
0: That that's that screws me up.
1: So that's what always screws me up too. So hats, are you saying no? That was a two thousand two season, right?
2: Yeah, I always I always say it based off the season, just because. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that you play. I mean, I guess the playoffs or in the next year, but the 2017 Super Bowl champions are the Philadelphia Eagles. The regular season ends before the new year, right? Yeah. It's years. It has it's not. Right at the been. end. Sometimes, sometimes it's gone into January, but more recently they've had it at the end. Yeah. Last year yeah. it ended on New Year's
0: Eve. New Year's yeah. Eve, yeah. Okay. I get why they do it, but it's just confusing. Yeah. Um, I always
2: reference. The prior year, like the regular yeah. season.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that's what yeah. most
0: people do. Keep it consistent. It's
1: confused. It's confusing for football and for college football that people run the national championship in twenty nineteen, but they're the twenty eighteen champion. It's <laughs> yeah, but when is the national championship? Isn't it like first January. week of January? Yeah, yeah. So
0: like, I'm okay with that. You win the Super Bowl in February. It's already a whole month into the next year.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Baseballs, baseball is the only easy one where you play the entire year and yeah. don't go,
2: don't cross There's over. No questions in baseball. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah, true. Is um
1: is that the last of the fun facts, Matsy?
2: That is the last of the fun facts I have for you guys this week. I hope they're enjoyable. Yeah, great it. as always. You've been you've been crushing it. You have uh do you have anything else for us? You have you have NFL picks, I believe? Um yeah, I have a few NFL picks. I have I have nothing like there's no game that's too too intriguing for me this week. I have a few possible upset picks. Um I like the 49ers over the Bears. Ooh. Okay. Why? Because I don't – I think – I think the Bears are one of those teams when you're not expecting them to, to do well. <laughs> they do well. And then yeah, I mean, they just won the division at home over Green Bay. Like, they were pretty hype about that. They beat the Rams when no one was really expecting it. But then – It's a trap game. You know, I... like, it's a trap game, I think. Yeah. The 49ers are – the Bears are off the high of winning the NFC North. The 49ers are actually not the worst team at home. Um yeah. I don't know. Okay. I kind of all right. Like... No, all, all, all good enough for you, Dude, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it surprise me. Not saying it's going to happen. Yeah, turn off my uh, my second kind of upset pick of the week is Seattle over Kansas City. If you even consider that an upset.
1: Yeah, that's that's that, that's been a popular one.
2: Definitely an upset. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's you're at home on primetime TV. It's the Sunday night game. In Seattle Chiefs with Kareem Hunt. Seattle. Yes, in Seattle. It's funny, the Chiefs without Kareem Hunt
1: have been a little bit different.
2: You guys been, you guys kinda uh, see it? Like they just yeah, don't, they've been, they're not as
1: electric. Yeah, they've been more different than I think we we gave him credit for. hmm
0: And then and no Spencer Ware. That other kid had a good game. Yeah, he did. Last week. But it's just they don't feel like as dynamic of an offense. And I think that they're like having Pat Mahomes in fantasy and not in our league and the other league, but you just kinda see like his points went down a little bit and and the Chiefs haven't been as dominant. So, yeah, maybe that's – I dude, I completely – I think Russell Wilson – and his, like – the whole, like, him in the second half of the year, it's just such a weird
2: trend, but it, he just is better in the second half of the year. I agree. I think last year's the only year where it's like, wow, the Seahawks didn't really show up in December. But I think, I think they yeah. kind of got their mojo back. I think they'll be – they'll be good. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had a crazy year, though. He's mm. going to get 50 touchdowns in, like, what is essentially his rookie year. Yeah. Wild, I know it is crazy. Maybe five thousand yards. Yeah, shout out to uh,
0: <laughs> this is a fun fact with Jamie Murray here. Um, <laughs> Philip Lindsay made the Pro Bowl. I think he is the first ever undrafted free agent rookie to make the yeah. Pro Bowl.
1: He is. He is. That was that was that was a good one. And one that I thought you were going to do because you're from, you're from Chicago is is this happened a, a while ago? But um, Brent Seabrook and Duncan Keith. Are the first pair of defensive teammates to ever play in 1,000 games together, and they did that. I uh, think like 10 days ago. Yeah, that's cool. I I saw that too. Very very. Uh, so we're kind of we're kind of picking a up a slack
2: for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, I got a lot of slack to pick up, so keep going. Uh, nice. Any <laughs> so, any other picks? Uh, nothing that's too too crazy. I could see the Falcons upsetting the Panthers. Okay. Uh, I mean, dude, the Panthers just I think the Falcons are actually favored in that game. Yeah, okay.
1: Even though
2: yeah, yeah. Moses is getting ready to
1: say, yeah. If Cam's, Cam's done, done for done, the year. Done for yeah. the season. Yeah, so. Um,
0: which, is, which is crazy. Obviously, people were speculating that he was playing with an injury. And he had, like, it's, it's a shoulder issue. It's not like people don't know about it. But the fact that they are shutting him down, they're not out of – are they out of a playoff spot 100%? No, uh, they're
1: not
0: out of, out of one yet. But they're – Pretty much out of
2: one. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think there's a slight chance they could sneak in, but protect the future. I mean, they they looked awful. He looked, he was just not himself. Yeah. Honestly, if he has like a, oh, that game as a Saints fan, like the Saints should not have won that game. Cam threw that game away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Carolina's defense played out of their minds and he could not just be there.
0: (laughs) I know people are saying the same thing about Brady. They think he has a meniscus injury or something from the Titans game, but. Um and as a Patriots fan you kinda hope it's a meniscus injury, so
2: and it's not just age. Yeah.
0: True. Fair. Very true. Um how'd you, how'd you do last week before we wrap it up? On your
2: uh, Vikings shit kicked the Dolphins. Yep. Colts shit kicked the Cowboys, but then the Browns, they got me. They beat Denver.
0: Oh yeah, that was, you had Denver over the Browns, right?
2: Yeah. I was really, really not happy with the choice to kick the field goal with, like, three and a half minutes left or whatever there. I'm 100% with then. you. 100% with you. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, You man. have the ball. You have a chance to score a touchdown. Like, it, there's so much has to go right for you after that happens that, like, why not trust your offense to just get it done now?
2: Yep,
1: I agree. It's been a huge, huge trend, too, ever since um, the Eagles kind of made it successful last year. A lot of teams are going for it going on fourth down, so I am – it's almost, like, against the norm now. Like, like um, I think it's crazier, as you guys were kind of mentioning, that they did kick a field goal instead yeah. of going for it. I mean, I'm all for yeah.
2: points when they're on the board, but not with four minutes left and you're losing. Right, losing yeah. by four or yeah. five, whatever it was. Yeah, right? yeah, it four. Like, four. Game's kind of on the yeah. line there. But, you know. Yeah. We'll That's why they're uh, not making
1: the playoffs, though. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. Correct. Yes, right. you're. You've yes, you've gone two and one each each week. So you gave you gave us a a couple more. We'll see. We'll you see need, how you do.
2: If you do. Really hoping Seahawks 49ers. We'll see. Yeah, a couple of good ones. We'll be pulling for you.
0: All,
1: All right, maybe. hats. Um, as always, I uh, we appreciate it and um, some good some good fun facts this week. So um, good luck with your picks. And uh, you heading home heading home to Chicago for the holidays.
2: Yeah, I'm heading home tomorrow morning. Which the time people listen will be. This morning, but
1: the plane. hopefully you'll the be uh, you'll be listening to the podcast on the, exactly. on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be
2: up for you. yeah There you go. All right. Perfect. All right, Hats. Thanks for coming
1: on, man. We'll talk to you Thank soon. you guys. Bye-bye. See you, bud. See ya. Man, I love love that segment with uh with Timmy Hats. I love the love the obscure facts he gives us. And he was he was worried this week that he didn't he didn't have a lot a lot going into it, but um, they're always, they're always interesting and they're always, they're always keeping us, keeping us on the edge of our seat. So,
0: yeah, that was solid. Um, definitely makes me a little worried hearing about the, the Patriots and their wild card woes, but, uh, I
1: don't know. We'll see how that comes through too. We will. We definitely will. So, um, the next segment is, um, the best article that I read this week. Um, I have a tie for the two best articles that I read this week. Um, the second one Muzz Muzz loves to talk about because it involves Stephen and Smith. Um, but before that, um, the best article that I read, um, part one is, um, silliest bowl game, bowl game names, as obviously we're in the middle of, uh, of college football bowl season. And, um, this guy on SB nation wrote an article, uh, ranked the 62 silliest bowl game names. And I just got a couple, couple of highlights. How many um, bowl games are there? There's, there's, there's a shit ton. I think there's legitimately 62 because names, names change, or maybe he just ranked them 62, one to 62. I don't know, but there okay. were 62 on here. I'm not going to go through all 62. I'm going to go through the top, top three or four, and then a couple of my favorites. But um, number one, on, number one on his list is get ready for this: the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl <laughs> played, in, played in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> That is a legit. That is a legitimate company that has been a, around for a number of years. That is a a full fledged, profitable company that sells motors like, um, lawn mowers and industrial equipment. Wow! And they got a sponsor for a bowl game. I wonder who's playing in that game. Do we have any idea? Probably not. I don't. I don't know. I I could have gotten the the up, but I I didn't put it on here. Um. Anyway, that's that's gotta be a funny one. Hey, what, hey, so what bowl game are you playing? I'm playing in the. Uh, <laughs> the, the bad, bad boys the bad boy Gasparilla. Bowers, Gasparilla bowl. Yeah. Um un unfucking believable. Um the next one on the list, number two, is even weirder, and it's because of who pays for it. So it's it's called the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. It's played in the Bahamas. And the backstory of this involves a little town in Illinois, um, Elk Grove, that is spending taxpayer money to sponsor a college bowl game that's staged in the Bahamas. The reason they're trying to do this is to try to get business to the largest contiguous industrial park in North America. Makers Wanted is a slogan that serves as a call to action, quote unquote, and trying to get the the, the village's thriving community and thousands of businesses that are based there, end quote. So this, com- this village or whatever town, whatever you want to call it, paid for this bowl game to be named after them to try to get people to come to their city and spend money on their tourism department. How fucked is that?
0: That isn't I don't understand. Like, is it working? Is it their is this their first time doing it or has they been doing this forever because it like brings in revenue to their town?
1: This is the first year they're doing
0: it. I just don't see how it's gonna work. I mean maybe they're gonna people are gonna Google it and be like, oh my
1: god, I'll go visit this place,
0: but I highly doubt it.
1: I doubt it. I doubt too. It's not like Chicago, it's not like Miami, it's not like LA. It's obviously yeah. those towns don't need to do this, but I mean, come on, you're 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 really you're really pushing Pretty it. Pretty cool um, spot
0: for a bowl game though. I would love to
1: play a bowl game in the Bahamas. Can you imagine a bowl game in the Bahamas? Seriously, I, w- um, I wouldn't skip that one. I know that, that that's a good point. I, I would skip it, but then I I injure my ankle, quote unquote, before the before the game. started. Yeah, that's the. Point. Um, a couple other of, of highlights here. I'll get them through. Get, get get through them quick. The the Poland Weed Eater Independence Bowl was played ninety one through ninety seven in Shreveport, Louisiana. Of course. Um, a couple of them that I, that I thought were, were funny is, is this one ended actually. The, the Beefo Brady's Bowl was played in St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, and the Bitcoin State St. Petersburg Bowl was played also in the Tampa Bay Ray Stadium. Um, of course, a little, little shout out to your, to your Bitcoin inception there. <sighs> yeah, that hurts. And then a couple, a couple other ones. Know I have a Bitcoin, and it's, uh,
0: it's probably back where it was last year, but it's just, it's been a wild ride. Anyways. You could buy,
1: you could buy another one now. It's, it's cheaper. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. And my last favorite from this article is um, in 1947 through 1955 in Phoenix, Arizona, they played a bowl called the Salad Bowl. <laughs> Shit. Sponsored by salad. Sponsored by salad. Don't eat romaine. It has problems with it. Poop. Um, so moving on to the next best article I read, one that you you brought up as well, is, is – um, Stephen Smith previewing last Thursday night's game for the LA Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs, and he had mm-hmm. he, he had himself a little brain fart. The and, best two um, minutes of
0: television of all time.
1: Um, I'm assuming it's, it's been a while since this, this clip came out, but um, if you haven't seen it, please look it up. It is worth it. He makes four just ridiculous mistakes saying things about he has faith in Spencer Ware, who was doubtful with a foot injury, didn't play. He's looking at the San Diego Chargers offense. They're now the Los Angeles Chargers offense. Um, thinking about Hunter Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, sorry, Hunter <laughs> Henry. He's thinking uh, about Hunter Henry matching up against Derek Johnson, tight end for the Chargers against the linebacker for the Chiefs. Well, they've both been out for the entire season. Hunter Henry tours ACL and hasn't played. So um, he went out and said that he made a mistake quote-unquote, because he was multitasking, but, I mean, come on.
0: But I don't even know. So the Hunter Henry thing is crazy because it's not just that he dropped the wrong name or that he dropped a player like Hunter Henry. He, he talks about briefly, by mentions that he's had this, like, great season. Or he says, um, and the way that he's played this year. It's like, what do you mean the way that he's played this year? What was your, what was your point? He hasn't played. It's one thing to get the player wrong, but then to comment on his play this year? I, it just blows my mind. The guy is just—I don't know. The Guy drives me insane, obviously. But um, just, I, what do you think? What do you think about this? What does it say about him? What does it say about journalism?
1: I don't even know where to start. It says, so he's—he's he's been one of those people who, the louder the better. And and I'm—I'm I'm starting to realize as I get a little older and a little wiser, you know, I'm a kind of smart smart guy now. Yeah. Um, these guys don't believe what they're saying, and it, no it's No annoying. It's annoying because we're not going to get into the whole landscape, but I think the the media in general and sports media has become of who's going to report it first. It doesn't necessarily have to be accurate. And in sports it's, it's less so than like politics and all all that kind of stuff. But he, he just wants to be the loudest person in the room and, and say it with the most confidence. And people will like, Oh man, that's a, that's kind of a a hot take. We joke about hot take, but I mean, he was just going to say these things until someone was like, Hey man, that's, that's just like not true. And you got to, I mean, it's embarrassing. I mean if he I hope he was really embarrassed after this this little he,
2: fiasco we had. He
1: should be. I mean, it's one thing to
0: make one mistake, but in and it and to he plays that role, like that what you were just saying. But it's unacceptable to be that wrong. And I wish that there was some penalty or like you know, in the NFL you get fined or whatever. Like this guy should have to be off air for a month because of that. Like it just it just shows you what we're dealing with when you listen to that guy. And he's a hundred percent. Him and Skip Bayless, I'm sure that it's like the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight. It's like behind closed doors, they're dapping each other up, and they're like, "This is the best thing ever" because they're a ton of money. And then when they go out in the ring, you know, they hate each other and they're throwing stuff at each other and whatever. It's the same thing with Skip and um, Stephen A. It's, yeah. It's like, dude, you there's no way you believe what you're saying. Like, if you, I don't even, I don't follow Skip Bayless on Twitter, but occasionally they get liked or retweeted. But he said something about. If only Brady had – and he listed um, Devontae Adams. Um, I, I don't even remember the – it was I, – I can't remember the tight end that he compared him to. And it was like, dude, Brady has Rob Gronkowski, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman. Like, he has the weapons, man. And it's like as much of a homer as I am for Brady, what the, the stuff that he says is insane. And the stuff that Stephen Ace – like – Stephen A. Smith says it's just so out in left field, but at the same time people keep coming back. So I don't know. Like I I guess it's working.
1: I guess. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean I, I unfortunately it is working and sometimes the loudest the loudest um we joke about it all the time. You you kind of make make a joke in the locker room, and then someone next to you hears you and says it louder, and then everyone laughs and they think that they're that they're funny. Yep. They just said the joke. They just said the joke louder than you. That that doesn't mean that, that they're the funnier one. You know, and it's it's, it's kind of the same concept.
0: It's life. That's life, and it's like Matt Fury used to be like that. Matt Fury was the king of taking something that somebody said next to him, saying it louder, and would just own it. And you'd say something about it to him, and he'd be like, "I don't care." Like he and he's you know such a great. He's a great kid, but like you can make like a living off of that. And you know, who used to do it to me all the time. I hope you're listening was Vols all the time, dude, my, my roommate. And it drove me insane. And I'd be like, dude, you literally took exactly what I said and you're saying it louder, but it works. Like that's kind of life, you know,
1: it is, it is. like it, yeah, it takes, Take some else's idea or, or kind of spin it off as your own. I mean, you can have, have your own thoughts, but unless you, you say them the loudest people won't ever hear them and, and, and won't, won't think that they come from your mouth. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a May Smith fan either. It was great watching him, watching him, you know,
0: burn on this one. So fantastic. I enjoyed every second of it. And, and Teddy um,
1: Bruschi's face was amazing. Oh yeah. Max Kellerman and Teddy Bruschi's face. If you watch the clip, it's a plus television seeing their, their reaction to him saying these things are just like, what are you talking about? So um, if you haven't seen it, go watch the clip. Um, it's worth it. Pause it right now and go watch the clip. Um, Quickly, before we get into our last our last big topic, um, we mentioned that this the college football playoff in in previous episodes, and there is an article um, released by the Athletic last week that said the um, CFP CFB is 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 talking about expanding to eight teams for a playoff. Um, and I'm some I'm kind of paraphrasing paraphrasing and some summarizing this this article, but ESPN's contract with the with the CFB playoff um, goes through 2026. It is rumored that the talks for the possible 18 playoff would have to wait till then. But according to multiple sources, an 18 playoff is being considered sooner rather than later. The two biggest reasons for this discussion is because of the committee's deference to the SEC and the perceived unfair treatment of UCF. So, uh, we, we've we've mentioned in the past. I would absolutely love an 18 playoff. It gives everybody a chance to win, um, like UCF and, and doesn't really. Um, kind of let people argue that enough teams aren't in the playoffs, so um, we'll be we'll see what happens. See what's cool, yeah. Front. Good, good for them that they're doing it. Hopefully, it's very soon, and hopefully, it happens. We'd, we'd all love and, to and see it. Just smoke. yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to let you take this last one and kind of start it off. This is a topic that you have you have wanted to discuss for a while, one that we've discussed offline. Mm-hmm. Um, so take it away, Ernie.
0: This is something a little,
1: <laughs> a little, uh, a little different. So. I
0: brought it up a while ago. I don't remember when I think we were watching, uh, we were watching football or whatever. And I, I wanted to touch on the topic of how we would do me and Timmy or anybody, if you're listening, we'd love to hear what you guys think playing high school sports now and more specifically playing a high school sport that you didn't play in high school. So like, if we went back and we played high school hockey right now, yeah, no shit. We'd be a lot better than we were back then. We, we would dominate. I think personally for me, so I, I think as a, if I played high school football, a sport that I've never played, I think that I would dominate high school football. Like especially – and I don't mean any offense if there's any high school kids watching. And if you take offense to this, grow up because there's no reason to. 27 years old and besides this elbow thing, like I'm probably 50 pounds heavier than I was in high school and just an all-around better athlete. I think I step out on a high school football field and you put me at any skill position and I'm going to dominate. Running back? Wide receiver, quarterback, and I think that goes for pretty much all of our athletic friends and anybody our age. I don't think it's just specific to me. I'm this I'm just making the point on my own. Like if I played quarterback for and you gave me just give me, you know give me like a month, not even a month, give me a couple of weeks to learn the plays so I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Dude, I, I think I go Lamar Jackson out there, I make some throws and I scramble and I probably have six total touchdowns at like the bare minimum. What, I think Yeah, sorry, we what do you think? And I want to hear what you have to say. And I, I, I've actually come around to thinking that my, the best position for me would be running back. And I think – and I'm not a, that strong of a guy. Like maybe I'm on a good day. Like I've gotten up to 180. I'm probably 175 right now. I'm not the biggest guy in the world. But, dude, I, I'm going to cruise around these high school linemen and uh, linebackers, and I, I'm getting 10 yards to carry. With, I'm breaking off some big runs. I'm getting stuffed a little bit, and I think I
1: have probably five touchdowns at the half. Like only point, the only point I'm gonna disagree with you here, um, is that I don't think running backs the best. For you. I think receiver is by far, because yeah, you're you're taller, you're lankier. True, I more my you're stronger. You're stronger than all these kids, and you're not that much heavier than these kids. You are mm-hmm. like if you were if you were two hundred pounds, yeah, I'd say play running back. True, but if you get hit, you get hit a couple times pretty hard. It could it could make a make a difference. So you're not going to get hit that hard playing receiver. You throw a jump ball up to you in the end zone. You're probably catching it. You know, eight out of ten times. Yeah, so I think res- I think receivers your best your best bet. And I think quarterback is number two, just because you have control of the game and you can scramble and no one would be able to stop you. Yeah, I think. So. And then so disclaimer: we're not talking about like Texas high school football or Virginia
0: high school football, because that's a different argument. We're talking like situate high football who just won the state championship by the way shout out to those guys first time ever awesome um
1: but, but, without, was, with, but with, with that, was, that being would've, said would've better on your team yeah if Muzz i was starting quarterback and running if, back and receiver, if i so was you guys just, aren't
0: that good right exactly <laughs> if i was if i was playing wide receiver for that team like i would i mean they actually went out there and dominated so whatever but um <laughs> i think if you put me in like a on a lower end like a high school town high school team I dominate. And I think that like, I think you do too. And I think you're, you're probably better um, like more of a safety or running back cause you don't have the height, but I think, I, and maybe your knees might not hold up, but <laughs> so then we're get, then age really is getting into the question, but like you're way better athlete than
1: these kids are. You've developed, you've played college sport. Like you're going to go out there and you're going to crush it. And the only, the only difference with PNAS is because I would, you know, my high school was not great for their area, but like if my high school played your high school, it would be a, it would be a joke, so I wouldn't yeah, be able did, to Chris. walk. I I won't be able to walk on the field and play high school football right now. I probably could make the team, but I probably wouldn't. I I don't I don't think I would make a hu- an impact at all. And I don't want to sound. I never really tried before, and I love football, but I just never really had any one. I was fast and I was little, and then I kind of the whole speed thing went down, and it just became kind of a a shorter, stockier, just kind of decent athlete at a lot of things. But I don't have big hands. I'm not tall. I'm not overly fast. I'm not overly strong. I, I think I would be on the team um, in, in my high school. At your high school, I'd probably be be just, be just fine and, and yeah, probably score be. probably score a couple more touchdowns than you. But other than <laughs> that, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if, if it would make a huge difference in my high school. So um, yeah, imagine dude, that, you know, imagine Jake Donahue at tight
0: end for the Situate High School football sailors football team. I
1: imagine. I know. Imagine a lot of people. Imagine Ryan Guevara playing receiver. Oh, it would be an animal, dude. Just, just a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of people, and this is even Devaney. Just... Devaney doesn't have the hype, but put Devaney in at running back, and I think he's shifting. Oh, he's getting around everybody. Hype, hypothetically speaking, we could, we could field. We should, we should try to do that. We should try to play a high school team in the summer.
0: Yeah, we should. Full time. There's not a
1: chance that anybody would do it, but
0: think about, think about our positions. Like I, the Babson College hockey team alumni take on the situate high school state champion sailors, what would the, what would the outcome of the game be? And our, our only issue would be, we don't have enough guys to field both sides. We'd have to play offense and defense. And then we don't really have linemen. We'd have to have like, like you would need Holte and Donnie to play on the line. And then they're going up against some big boys. So that might be an issue.
1: Yeah, it might be. And we, I think, I think there's a lot of things we could, we could do to, to figure it out. I think we need a legit game plan and, and we couldn't just go out there and wing it. But it would that, would that would be that that's probably a way better hypothetical than you playing high school football. That situation is, is all of us playing a high school football game against or a football game against a high school team. That would be that would be fun fun to see. Yeah, that'd be. Except the last time you played football, it didn't end too well. to me didn't go. I tore tore my UCL my thumb first play of the game. First play of the game, try to take a kid's flag off. Ran through my thumb, tore my, tore my ACL. Had the, to, the first player of the game, dude. Oh. Get surgery. Played the, play the rest of the game and then played a, a, a softball game afterwards. So I'm not tough. I'm how much did up, you but... pay out of pocket for that surgery? Asking for know, a friend. My, my parents My parents paid for it. Okay. Just asking for a friend. Still, still, so I was still on their insurance at <laughs> that time. Off their insurance now, as you, you are very aware of, of how much insurance costs these days.
0: I am. And how much it doesn't cost when you don't pay for insurance yeah zero dollars
1: zero dollars i'm on Um, the zero
0: dollar plan right now trying to make it to january 1st um it's tough it's a it's a tough life to live yeah i need one of those like bubble soccer balls that i can walk around in or something yeah Yeah. but anyways we we want to hear what you guys have to say how you guys think you'd you'd square up if you guys completely disagree and think that i'm an idiot and an egomaniac which um great let me know um, or if you guys think that you'd dominate, if you think we'd have 10 touchdowns, whatever, let us know. Let us know in the comments. Drop a comment. We'll probably post a, uh, an Instagram pic or uh, – I don't know. We'll find a way. We'll interact with, with it.
1: Absolutely. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear your thoughts on, on topics we could possibly um, possibly talk about and things that you might want to hear us debate on or, or just random questions like this of whether you think we could score and, and be you know dominant on a high school football field at the age of 26 and 27. Um, these are the things we, we, me and me and most especially love talking about. And, and we, we, we hope that you guys like hearing this debate about them as well. So, um, let us know what you think. Cool. With that being said, do we have anything else we want to talk about here? I think that's, that's all I have written down in, in my head. So unless you have anything else, I'm all set. Um, so quick story,
0: uh, Christmas is coming up on Tuesday. Um, it's the holiday season. It's the best time of year. Today I went to get a gingerbread house for me, my sister, and my mom. We're gonna make some gingerbread houses. I was at nice. I was at Michaels, um, and I found a lady. I couldn't find the gingerbread houses. My sister sent me there, and I found a lady. And I was like, "Hey, uh, I was wondering if you guys had any gingerbread houses." And she was like, "No, I'm sorry, we're all sold out." And I was like, "Okay, no problem." Do you have any idea, like, if there's a store around here where I might be able to go find a gingerbread house? And she gives me the biggest attitude and the snarkiest answer. And she goes, "This time of year." no chance. And I was like, Oh, my bad. So I was like, was kind of defeated, but also like, what's up with this lady. So I walked out the store and I was like, all right, where can I go? There's a Walmart, like a quarter of a mile down the street. Dude, I went to the Walmart. The first thing you see when you walk in is this like huge gingerbread house display with like hundreds of gingerbread house boxes. And then like down the, the aisle at uh, there's like a Christmas shop aisle and there's like all these different variations of gingerbread houses. I almost bought every gingerbread house in that store and then brought it over to that lady and stacked them around her and put her inside a gingerbread box of gingerbread boxes. I wish you would. Yeah, so that was my... But, you know, Merry Christmas, so I'm looking forward to some uh, holiday festivities.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) She did not not ruin the Christmas spirit. No,
0: no, no. So we got... Dude, we got these awesome gingerbread houses. We got, like, a reindeer uh, barn. We got a mini village. And we got, like, a little doghouse for Coda. Uh, I doubt that he's going to partake in putting it together we're probably
1: gonna have to do it for him but um it should be a fun time and i'm looking forward to this week it's a good time of year love it love it yeah i'm heading i'm heading home to virginia for a couple days i don't think i'm gonna be going to michael's or, or walmart to get a um gingerbread house but walmart um, michael's is sold out yeah but if I, if I if i need one i know where to go now so thank you for that um yep, you're welcome and to that and to that lady um don't be such a bitch next time i mean just, yeah. just say right across the streets walmart grab one there so um mm-hmm. That's all I have um, for this episode. For those of you listening, um, before Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays, whatever you're celebrating, have a good time with, uh, with your friends and family. And um, thank you for listening. All right. We will catch you guys next week. Awesome, guys. Take it easy. All right. All right peace. Peace.